For New York Now, I'm J.R. Carlsbad, and this is On Film. Hello, everybody. This is J.R. Carlsbad with New York Now. Of course, for the last 37 years, I have been working with New Year's with fucking New Year's now. What is happening? I'm, folks, I'm, folks, I'm out in the wilderness and I, I, I'm at a loss. I can't even speak anymore. We'll get into why I'm in the wilderness. Just let me do the intro. Jeremy, Jeremy, can you edit, edit all of this? We're going to start fresh, okay? Start from the top. Don't leave this in. Please, I'm begging you, Jeremy. This would be humiliating to keep in. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. My name is J.R. Carlsbad, and I am with New York Now. For the last 37 years, I have been working with New York Now to share my love of film, because every day I wake up and choose once again to love film. Something I did today. But... Usually, choosing to love film is the first thing I do when I wake up. But on this day, it was the second. Because first, when I woke up, I had to figure out where I was. Because I didn't know. Folks, JR, that's me. I'm talking about myself in the third person. JR had a bit of a bender last night. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I went... I went to... I went to a barcade to play Street Fighter, my favorite game, because it's based on a film called Street Fighter. And, and folks, I had a Long Island iced tea and my ass was gone. I didn't know, I didn't know what was, what was up and what was down. Everything was all topsy-turvy. I, I woke up, I woke up in the woods. And that's where I am still. I don't really know what woods I'm in. I just know I'm in the woods, so if you can hear the sound of the woods behind me, that's that's what you're hearing. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just kind of I'm chilling right now. I'm sitting on a tree stump. I of course brought all of my podcasting equipment with me because at any moment it could be time to talk about film. And I do have to record an episode every day, so I always have my equipment with me in case I can't record in the studio. So folks, today I I would love to talk about a film that I think relates pretty heavily to the scenario I'm in because it is also about someone who got lost in the woods and had to find their way home. I am of course talking about the 1973 classic. Check me out. Check Me Out stars a young Robert Redford in a groundbreaking performance as the as the uh, the main character whose name is Bilbo Baggins. Look, folks, I'm aware. I'm aware that there's an issue here. I I know that's the guy. That's the guy from The Hobbit. I know. I didn't know about it at the time because I hadn't read The Hobbit because it's not a film. Well, at the time it wasn't a film. Now it's a film. Now it's three films, actually, about Bilbo after the Lord of the Rings. And, you know, Bilbo's in 
he's old. He's very old in Lord of the Rings. And I thought, I thought Bilbo Baggins. That name sounds familiar. And then I saw, I thought, what is it? Is this loosely based on the nineteen seventy three classic Take Me Out, starring Robert Redford as Bilbo Baggins? Hello. Um, this is this is Jr. again. Uh, sorry to interrupt. We'll get back to the pod in a second. I just need to acknowledge that the title of the film just changed. I initially called it, I, I, I called it Check Me Out. And um, I need you to know from this point forward, due to forest madness, I start calling it Take Me Out. Please disregard this title. The, sh the movie is called Check Me Out. Okay, this is JR from the future. Still the past as to when this is coming out, but I'm I'm no longer suffering from forest mania. I just need to make just a quick little note. Okay, goodbye. Turns out, no. Apparently, The Hobbit came well before 1973. And so there was a whole lawsuit. The 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 uh, the direct the writer director Timothy Blank uh, was sued by the Tolkien estate for $10 million for copyright infringement. And I'll tell you, Tolkien won. He was out. Of, this guy was out a lot of money. I'll tell you. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. We can talk about those another time. But for today, I'm here to talk about the 1973 classic, Take Me Out, starring Robert Redford as Bilbo Baggins. So, to get into the story a little bit, it's it's feeling very reminiscent of where I am right now. Because we, of course, we open, we open with a man, uh, with a man who's, he's at his office, he's at work, and he approaches uh, this, his co-worker, uh, Patricia, who he's had a crush on for years, and and he finally has worked up the courage uh, to ask her out on a date. And he does. He says, Patricia, Patricia, it's me, Bilbo. Uh, you know me. We sit across from each other at work. She says, yes, I saw you stand up from your desk directly across from me and walk right over here. And he says, Patricia, I love you, baby. And he goes, I'm sorry. That was a bit too much. I came on strong. Uh, pretend I didn't just say that. Uh, but do pretend that I'm asking you out on a date. And she says, Bilbo, are you trying to take me out? And he says, yeah, baby, I am, because I love you, baby. I'm sorry again. It's, you know, it's a comedy, folks. It's a comedy. He's making jokes. He's, he's ma making jokes. He's doing quips about, you know, oh, he's, oh, he's so insecure. And oh, he's, he's so nervous that he accidentally professes his love twice. It's not an accident, folks. That's the game. Bilbo is ahead of everybody else. That's the real thing that's going on here. Anyway, Bilbo and Patricia go out that very night. They go out to a bar and they're like, oh, we're going to get a few drinks. Really get to know each other because we only know each other as co-workers. So we, we need to learn about each other's personal lives. We get a lot of honestly devastating information about Patricia's life, her her mother and sister and grandmother, every woman in her family, they all up and left her all at once they said they said you're not a, you're, you're we disavow you you're out of the family and and bilbo says why why are you out of the family and straight up patricia never 
tells. She says, uh, she said, we'll get into that later. It's, it's too early. Um, but, but we folks, I hate to say it. We fully never find out what Patricia did to deserve being excommunicated from her family, Ex specifically by all the women in her family. Look, I, we here at New York now, we love to see women supporting women. So we don't like to see, we don't like to see women kicking other women out of their own family. We don't like to see that. Anyway, they're, they're talking and finally their drinks arrive. And Patricia, Patricia gets a glass of red wine and, and Bilbo says, you know what I've been meaning to try for years and have never had? A Long Island iced tea. He says, I'm going to have a Long Island iced tea. I've never had one, but I want to give it a go. I've heard they're delicious. He, he takes a sip. He says, Bleh! this tastes nothing like iced tea. And then he head hits the fucking bar. Immediately gone. That thing, that thing took him out. Just like me. Whoa, that's strange. The next day, the next day Bilbo wakes up, lost in a forest, and and he does he doesn't know where he is. He says, "What what am I doing in a forest?" And the rest of the movie is a one-hander. There's nobody else in the movie. It's just him and Patricia at the beginning. You know, some extras. There, the bartender has one line. Uh, he has a classic line, which is, "What can I do you for?" Which is that's a fun way of. That's a fun way of saying, what can I do for you? But there's a little bit of uh, trickery uh, because they switch around some of the words. It's, what can I do you for? It's, folks, it's innuendo. I'll say, it's innuendo. And it is very inappropriate to say to people, but we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Anyway, it's a classic line. I'm sorry, I just had to get into it. It was, it was of course, delivered by Michael Caine. And he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for that one line. That's true. Look it up. It holds. The, he holds the Guinness Book of World Records record for least dialogue earning an Academy Award. Six six words. What can I do you for? Man got a goddamn Oscar for it. That just shows you how good Kane is. Name someone better than Michael Kane. You can't do it. You can't do it. Anyway, Robert Redford wakes up in a goddamn forest, and he's 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 fully nude, like myself. I didn't want to mention that before, but I am. I'm coming at you live, fully nude, and I don't know what that does for you. If if you're enjoying that that imagery, there's more where that came from. There's not really, but you can. Do with that what you will. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I just, I keep it real on the pod, folks. I always keep it real. If there's one thing that everybody's been saying about J.R. Carlsbad is that motherfucker keeps it real. When he's nude in a forest, he lets you know. I wasn't gonna do it, but then I thought, J.R., you coward. You have to let the world know that you're nude in a forest. And you don't know where you are. And you're freezing. You don't know how to make a fire. You don't know how to how to hunt or to forage berries. You don't know how to do any of that. And it's true, I don't. 
If I don't get rescued soon, I will die out here. And I, I may, I may never, I may never uh, have my voice on on the airwaves again. If you're hearing this podcast, it means one of two things: either I was rescued, or I died and my body was recovered. Actually, or a third thing: I die, my body was not recovered, but all of my recording equipment was recovered, and they did decide to publish this episode of the pod uh, posthumously. And, you know, if that's the case, I do hope my editor, Jeremy, adds in a little something at the beginning just to let everybody know that I'm alive. Or that I'm dead, sorry. I just have it in my head that I would like to be alive. I hope so. If there's no, like, disclaimer at the beginning, you can safely assume I am alive. I did get rescued. So, so just, you know, hold on. Let's hold on to hope. I'm really hoping that there's no disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. But we'll, we'll see, I guess. We will see. You already know. As the listener, you know already if I'm dead or not. I, JR, as I'm living this moment, I don't know. And isn't that strange? You somehow, even though you're listening in the future, I'm in the past but you know before I do, technically, in a way. I might not even know if I die. It might happen when I'm, when I'm not prepared for it. It could happen at any moment. A, while I'm recording this, a bear could come in and just bite my head off. I... Look, of all the ways to go, I really hope that's not it. I really hope that's not how this forest takes my ass out by bear beheading. I don't want that. Again, would love to just make it out of here alive, but we'll see what fate has in store. Just hopefully, fingies crossed, fingies absolutely crossed, fingies and toesies crossed, that it isn't a bear biting my goddamn head off. I'm keeping a lookout. It is currently daytime, so I can see pretty well and I don't think there's any bears. I see... I see some birds. There's plenty of birds. But they all seem fairly harmless. I, I saw... I saw a, a lizard at one point. I did see a lizard. I, th I think I heard a mountain lion. Which, I don't know what makes me think it was specifically a mountain lion. I don't know. I don't actually know what a mountain lion sounds like compared to just a regular lion. And, folks, last night I was in Manhattan. I don't know how far I could have gone without even knowing to the point where there's mountain lions or regular lions. I don't think they're native to New York. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert on animals. I'm an expert on film. Speaking of film, we gotta get back to, to take me out. Starring Robert Redford, the 1973 classic. You know, so Robert... Robert wakes up in the forest not knowing, uh, you know, what he's going to do. He doesn't know how to survive. Doesn't know how to make a fire. Doesn't know how to hunt or to forage for berries. Strange. That sounds so familiar. But he eventually... He eventually finds himself sitting on a tree stump. And he... 
he looks off into the distance and he sees a glisten, just something glistening, which it's so funny because right now I'm looking off into the distance and I see something glistening. And like Robert Redford in the movie, I'm now walking forward toward it and I can see it's a river. That was the sun glistening off the river. Folks, you may be able to now hear, I hope the microphone is picking this up, there's now a gentle stream and I'm going to follow this gentle stream, just like Robert Redford does in the movie Take Me Out, the 1973 classic. Robert Redford, he, he spends he spends hours, days even, wandering, following this river, seemingly endlessly. This river goes on and on and on. He finds berries in his path. Oh my god, I just found some berries. That's crazy. Also, Jeremy, I've been talking for days now. Editor Jeremy, I've been I've been just kind of monologuing for days on end, uh, trying to stick with uh, the, the plot of the movie because it seems like it seems like this movie's based on my life, even though this is happening in the future. But that movie was in the past. Or in the, we're in the present, but it's the future compared to 1973. Holy shit, is this a paradox? I've been monologuing for days, wandering down this river, finding berries, killing squirrels, just like Robert Redford did in the 1973 classic Take Me Out. Jeremy, you can definitely just edit out the days of nonsensical rambling. I don't think I was making a whole lot of sense. But I'm back now because I've had some berries, I've drank some water... And, of course, in the film, Robert Redford eats the berries and drinks water. And uh, he doesn't know that the berries are hallucinogenic. They certainly, you know, give him the nutrients he needs to keep up. Uh, oh, God. Jeremy, please. Cut it out. Cut that out. Cut that out. The berries give him the nutrients he needs to keep going. But he also he also starts hallucinating. He starts He starts seeing... Oh, he starts seeing a bear. He sees a bear, but he doesn't realize it's not a real bear, so he gets scared. And Folks, holy shit, I'm seeing a bear right now. There's a bear on the other side of the river. He's looking at me. He's pointing at me. He's doing a little dance. Oh, he's... he's he, oh, that bear just... He just hit the nay-nay. Is that what the kids say? Is that still a thing? Hitting the nay-nay? The bear just did it, I'll tell you that much. That bear absolutely just hit the nay-nay. I don't care if you don't believe me. That's what happened. That's the goddamn gospel truth. That bear just hit the nay-nay. He's putting on a little fedora, a little hat. And now he's doing business. He's sitting down at a desk. He's a businessman. This bear is a businessman. He's typing away at his, at his Mac computer. What could he possibly be typing away? Oh, he's printing something out. It's a piece of paper. He's holding it up to me. It says, fuck you, JR. Oh. God, and the bear has disappeared in a mist. It was all a hallucination. God, that'll teach me to eat eat berries I don't know anything about. It's at this point in the movie that, that Robert Redford loses hope. He says, God, oh, God, oh, God, this river's going to go on forever, and I'm just going to keep eating, eating scary berries that make my brain do bad things. I'm never going to find my way out of here. But of course, 
he was wrong. Because at that very moment, a helicopter appears from above. Holy shit, this is... Folks, there's no way you can't hear this. You might not even be able to hear me right now. I'm shouting! I'm shouting! Because there's a helicopter directly above me. I don't... Who could even be in there? Oh my god. It's, it's my editor, Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, you're here to save me. You're here to take me out of these woods. I knew it. I knew you would come to save me, Jeremy. I knew you loved me. How did you even find me? God, you're... Why are you... headphones on okay all right jeremy thank you so much for saving me why am i fully nude you have you have signed to me with asl because you refuse to speak (laughs) jeremy i i can't i can't quite say why i'm nude i don't know what happened last night i took one sip of long island iced tea and i don't remember anything after that I don't know where my clothes are, I don't know who took them, I don't know if someone took them, maybe nobody took them, and I just, I gave them up willingly. Maybe I did a good deed and and gave my clothes to someone who needed them more than me. It doesn't sound like something I would do, but I'd like to believe it is. Anyway, I think, are we just gonna, we're just gonna fly now? Okay, we're just, we're taking off, we're just gonna fly, and I guess... I guess I'm just gonna go home and and hope that my home hasn't been ransacked while I've been gone for days, nude in the forest. If somebody could get me like a blanket or something, a towel perhaps, it is very cold. There's no blankets anywhere in this helicopter. Jeremy, what the fuck do I pay you for? On Film is hosted by me, Michael Thomas Kennedy. Everything you just heard was completely improvised. If you enjoyed the show and want to listen to more, you can go over to Patreon where there are extended and bonus episodes of the show. Thanks so much for listening.